Well, those who are fathers know that being a father has never been easy. I think today it is far more difficult than ever. I used to watch a TV show called uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Anybody watch that one? I realized that everybody may love Raymond, but nobody really respected him in his family. And, uh, and have you noticed that most of the TV shows don't promote a good image of fathers, isn't it? We don't really see a good model of fathers. Also, I know for some people, the word father is associated with the feeling of resentment, pain, and fear, and memories of broken promises, and neglect, and abuse. So every Father's Day is a reminder of those hurtful memories for some of you. But today I want to remind you that you have a heavenly father who loves you, who accepts you, and cares about you. I love that verse in the Bible says, God is a father to the fatherless. Father to the fatherless. And he promised that he will never leave you nor forsake you. See, in our culture, we don't have many role models to go by when it comes to learning how to be a good father. But in Ephesians chapter 6, in less than 20 words, the Apostle Paul gives us some good advice on how to approach the task of fatherhood. Uh, he says in verse 4, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4, he says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Now, this verse is not only relevant for all the fathers who are here, but it is also relevant for all the men who are here. In fact, I think it is relevant for everyone here. So don't just, uh, you know, go off to sleep now, think that it is not relevant for me. It is relevant, relevant for all of us who are here. God called us to be faithful in our responsibility, whether you are a father or a mother or a wife or a husband, a brother or a sister or uncle or auntie, or grandparents, we can all apply this advice in our situation. So being, being a Father's Day, I want to address this morning specifically to all the fathers who are here. So this verse starts with three things you can do to develop the habit of a faithful father to your family. First of all, we must be patient. We must be patient. Now notice the phrase, do not provoke. Do you know what that word really means? It means to irritate. It means to make things worse. And you know, some, sometimes as fathers, we have that habit of, isn't it? Making things much worse than uh, it's already. That's what happens with ineffective parenting. We just make the situation worse. Let me show you some ways that we do it. We are all guilty of these things, okay? All right, I'm guilty of this. So it's message for me also. Uh, perfectionism. Uh, when nothing is ever good enough. Are you a father like that? Inconsistency. When children never know which rules to be applied. Controlling behavior. When we try to run our children's lives. Disapproval. When we fail to show mercy to our children. Unfairness. When we apply a double standard. Inflexibility. When it is my way or the highway. Now, these attitudes make our children want to say, what's the use? What is the use? No matter what I do, 
it will be always wrong in my father's eyes. It makes a child want to give up. Want to give up. That's why when Paul give, gives this same kind of advice to the Christians in Colossia, he said this way. Listen to this verse, Colossians 3.21. Fathers, do not provoke your children so they will not become what? Discouraged. They will not become discouraged. As fathers, we all want our children to be successful. We want them to have character, uh, integrity, and persistence in their life. But sometimes we try to develop these qualities in the wrong way. The wrong way. We push too hard. We expect too much. We bend too little. And as a result, we discourage our children. Let me read to you a part of the story of an angry teenager. Uh, the boy said in, this, in his story, this is what he said. Every day when my dad came home from work, the first thing he would always ask me was, have you done your homework yet? And my answer was always, no, I haven't done it yet. Then one day I decided to surprise my dad. When he got home, I met him at the door and said, Dad, guess what? I did all my homework for today. His response was, then why aren't you working on tomorrow's homework? <laughs> Can you see? Fathers, that is an example of provoking. That's an example of provoking. We need to remember that we provoke our children with our hardness, but we win their hearts with our tenderness. Our tenderness. So we need to be gentle, we need to be more patient with our children. Secondly, if you want to be a faithful father, we need to be present. We need to be present. Notice Paul uses the phrase, bring them up. Bring them up. As fathers, we have the responsibility to nurture our children and raise them up in the right way. There's only one way to do this effectively. We must invest time in your children. You must invest time in your children. You can't bring them up in your spare time. <laughs> it won't happen in your days off. You must make your children a priority in your life on a daily basis. On a daily basis. The Bible says in Proverbs 22 verse 6, direct your children onto the right path. And when they are older, they will not leave it. They will not leave it. Dads, I know you are busy. It's not always easy. Uh, but you need to spend time with your children to guide them onto the right path. When you are involved in your children's life, you're building their confidence and, your, and their self-esteem. When a boy knows that he's important to dad, he knows that he is important. When a girl knows that she is treasured by her father, she knows that she is a treasure. That she is a treasure. John Dresser in his book, If I Could Do It All Over Again, um, shares some things that he would do differently if he would go back being a father all over again. Isn't it sometimes we all wish that? We just go back and, you know, do this all over again because we make so many mistakes being a father, you know, and we think, you know, when we are old, you know, we think, you know, maybe, you know, if I had one more chance, I would do things different. So John Dresser wrote this book. He said, how do I do if I, I become a father? If I can go back and be a father, what sort of things I would do? And I'll just read to you some of the things that he wrote. Number one, first of all, I would love my wife more. 
because by loving my children's mother more, I would create an environment of security in our home. I know some of you wives are nudging your husband now, isn't it? <laughs> you know, that, that's the best way to show love to your children is loving their mother. Um, and it has to happen in, the, uh, in, your, um, in your action, not just simply. I, I was reading one Facebook uh, entry, you know, post. Some guy was writing to his wife, and he was coming from work, and so he decided to, you know, post something on the, on the Facebook so the whole world can actually see it. He says, darling, I love you. I'm just tired. I'm really, you know, I want just want to say I'm just left home. I'm working. I've been working hard, you know, but I love you so much. What is it for dinner, you know? <laughs> the wife has to write, oh, I have cooked a chicken for you. You know, yes, I'm looking forward to. I mean, this is all on Facebook, my friends. <laughs> Hello? I'm not sure what, what sort of guy that is when he gets home. But on Facebook, the whole world knows that he loves his wife and he wants to know what's for dinner. So we need to love those people in our life with our action, not just simply just stating, just, just saying words. That doesn't mean anything. So John Dresser said, if I would do it all over again, being a father, that I would love my wife more. Number two, he said, I would laugh more. I would laugh more. I would relax and enjoy my children and laugh at their antics. I would spend more time with them and enjoy being a father. I mean, all of you having children know that, you know, man, the kids will really crack you up, isn't it, sometimes? They can really, you know, they say things that will really, you know, it's funny and, you know, I, I, you know it's, I mean, I sometimes talk to kids here, you know, I tell you some of the stuff they say, you know, it's so funny. And they can, they can make you laugh and you got to allow for that. You got to laugh with them rather than say, you know, shut up and sit down, you know. And that's what sometimes as parents we do. Number three, John Dresser said, I would be honest with my children about myself. I would let them know that I had problems in school too. I stumbled, I made mistakes, and I also failed. And, um, you know, sometimes when you demand too many things to our children, we need to remember that you also, you know, being in school, you also failed, you know, and, uh, and the children need to know that. Number four, he said, I would listen to what the children say. I would listen to their pains and problems and worries and, and, and concerns. I would listen when they want to talk to me because now I realize that if I listen to them when they are small, he said, and to their little problems when they are big and have big problems, they will still come back and talk with me. Isn't it true, isn't it? You know, if the kids know that I can approach my parents, father, and I can talk to them, so when they grow big, they will still come back to you talk to you. Number five, John Russell says, I would make God an intimate friend of my life. I would communicate to my children that God is involved in all our decisions. I would want them to see me pray and read God's word and seek for his direction and leadership. You see, they are great advice, isn't it? You know, from a guy who is just looking back and see if I could do it all over again. I would do that. So those of you who are young parents here, think about that. You know, this is an opportunity for you to, to really apply some of these things in your life. So you don't have to wait until when you are 70 year old and, and regret 
the things that you did not do for your kids. Apostle Paul says, bring your children up. This means to spend time with them, be there for them. And the third way to develop the habit of being a faithful father is you must be proactive. You must be proactive. Paul says, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. This means your children need to hear in your words and see in your actions what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. There are certain life lessons that your children can get only from you, my friend. Who else will teach them about integrity and compassion and determination and mercy, courage and sincerity? They need to learn them from you. Nobody else is there to teach them that. You are the one who have to teach those things to your children. They need to hear it in your words and they need to see it in your actions. We need to be proactive in bringing up our children in the training and instruction of the Lord. Now, fathers, we have a God-given responsibility to prepare our children for the future. Every time you spend time with them, you are preparing them for future. Every time you teach them, every time they see you live according to God's principles, you are preparing them for the future. And you know what does that mean? It means simply that you need to sacrifice some of the things in your life that you love. You cannot do all the stuff that you did before your father and, you know, going out there and playing sports and doing all this kind of stuff. And if you're going to neglect your children, maybe you need to take a break from all those things. Say, okay, I'm going to spend time with my children. That is priority. You know why? Because the children will grow up very quickly. And so you need to do that. Sometimes you have to sacrifice. I know some, some men, they will not sacrifice anything in their life. They just wanted to keep on doing all this stuff and still expect the children to grow up by themselves. And that's why they, we have so much of absence of fathers in families today. And many mothers are actually bringing the children up. And fathers don't take responsibility. That is very sad. You know? Kids come and ask the dad. They say, Dad! Can you tell me, you know, this and that and the, you know, what's what's the response? Go and ask your mom. Isn't it? That's what I say. Go and ask your mom. Because they don't want to take responsibility. But as fathers, God has given us a responsibility to lead our family, to take responsibility, to guide them in the right way. Where where can we learn to be a faithful father? Well, look at this verse, the last verse in your uh, in here I want to show you. But you, O oh Lord, are a God of compassion and mercy, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I love that verse. Um, it says, the fact is that, you know, none of us are perfect fathers, isn't it? Is there any perfect fathers here? I can give you a chocolate. <laughs> but unfortunately, none of us are, you know. None of us are perfect. God is the only perfect father. And he should be our model for being a faithful father. We, won't be, we, we don't need to look at anybody else to find where is the model for fatherhood. It is God himself. Uh, he is the father full of compassion and mercy. He is filled with unfailing and unconditional love. He is our faithful father. He is the king of kings. And he is the lord of lords. He sent his son Jesus Christ to rescue us from our sin. He gave his life to redeem us 
So let us follow his example.